MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with your Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Got a lot to get to. We'll uh, hit back up our uh, Lakers thoughts as the story of a meeting with LeBron, Rich Paul, Darvin Ham and Rob Palinka. But let's dive in on some uh, NFL, shall we? Daniel Jeremiah joins us, NFL analyst. You hear him call Chargers games on the radio. You see him on the NFL Network. And if you want to download a football pod, I would start with Move the Sticks. He and Bucky Brooks, it's great. It's very easy to listen to really bright guys who really, really know the sport that they talk about. DJ, thanks so much for spending some time with us. Um, we were gonna we we're gonna mess with you with the Padres, but they actually came back and won last night. How are you feeling about your your Padres new roster? We're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. I saw your I saw your tweet. Same old Padres. I I, I took note. 
they're going to be uh, they're going to be fine, Doug. As with any other sport, it's talent over everything. So you have a little bumps in the road. They get adjusted. They'll get it smoothed out. At the end of the day, you're going to have too much talent not to get in the postseason. And when you get there, you see what happens. Fair, uh, fair enough. Um, what's your sense in talking to people around the league about what's what's actually going to happen with this Deshaun Watson deal? You know what? The interesting thing is everybody that I talk to around the league, I'm not talking to obviously anybody in Cleveland. Um, they're just – they're not even talking about it anymore. They're kind of exhausted by it. And nobody knows, you know, exactly how many games this ends up being – and it's almost, you know, for something that was a topic of conversation, you know, uh, once uh, once every couple of days, you know, if not every week, it's been like the last, since the first ruling came out, you knew they were going to appeal it. I have nobody talking about it. They're all just kind of over it. And I, I'm sure there's some fatigue elsewhere. Sure. Uh, you know, with fans as well. But, yeah, the guys I talked to have just, they've, they've kind of moved on. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, w- I was kind of at that point as well, right, where you're just like, I, I just, I got to get this, has to get over with. Because it does feel like we're we're continuing to talk about the same thing over and over again. We'll, we, we shall, in fact, see. Okay, let's, uh, let's get to some other stuff. Um, Baker... Is he really breaking away from from Darnold, or is it just they're trying to say it into fruition? Well, I think you, you know you can look at it from the outside, and it's obvious. You know, tie goes to the runner in baseball. I mean, if it's a tie or if it's relatively close, you're going to go with Baker because you have the hope of what you haven't seen yet versus the reality of having you know, already seen Sam struggle a little bit last year. So. I, I think Sam not only needs to be better than Baker, he needs to be significantly better to keep that job. I think it's all kind of lined up for Baker to roll out there week one. I'm, you know, And I haven't been there, but I would be surprised if that's not what we get. How good would they be? You know, I don't know. I'm curious on that division because you don't know with New Orleans, new coach, new quarterback, or, you know, just getting reacclimated there with Jameis. That could be a little bit of an adjustment period. Got some changes there with with Brady and Tampa. Um, I don't know Atlanta. I don't think is very good. So I don't necessarily think that the Panthers are going to be great. But you know, I, I think that they've uh, you know they've got some favorable uh, games in their schedule. I I don't think they're a 500 team, but I think they could approach 500. I I, I do think that one of the things that people are starting to realize Tampa Tampa's got some injury issues and I yep. I have no I we also have no idea what it looks like with the changing coaching staff but also you got the retirement of Gronk you know like that's a that's a different football team uh than the one that won the Super Bowl two years ago yeah I health is a big deal so you know let's see let's 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 wait and see and we've all we've said it every year you know we kind of are waiting for when Brady's going to, you know, show that he's mortal, and it never really has happened. Maybe slowed down a tiny bit, but we start getting some injuries around him. Maybe we finally see some signs of age there. Who knows? But uh, I definitely think there's a lot of unknowns in that division, and I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't uh, keep the Bucks out of that conversation. I think there's some unknown there as well. Dana Jeremiah is our guest here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, let's go to New England. A lot of people have been critical of an offense which has appeared sluggish in training camp. My only point was, like, look, I get that it's unconventional, but but this is criticizing Belichick is criticizing Warren Buffett for a recent investment, right? Generally, the guy is knows what he's doing. But you've been around this a long time. Like, what what? 
What do you think of what they're doing with that offense, especially with a second-year quarterback? Oh, I think that the uh, you know the reports and some of the rumblings and, and what it looked like are accurate. I think that is a little bit of a mess, you know, with with the combination of Patricia and Judge. I don't know that that is a decision that they're going to you know look back on and say that was a wise move. But I'm you know it's the it's the Patriots. Bill Belichick can coach every position on the field as well as anybody. If if he doesn't feel like they're producing and they're not comfortable and the protections are all jacked up. Guess who's going to be the offensive coordinator? Who's going to take it all over and everything will be just fine? It's Bill Belichick. He's the ace in the hole. So I, I think people are kind of rooting for the demise of, of, of the Patriots. And maybe it doesn't work out great with Joe Judge and, and maybe Matt Patricia. Those guys can't cross over and be great offensive minds. But at the end of the day, does it really matter when Bill can just take the thing over himself? I, I, yeah, it, it is. It's going to be really interesting to see exactly how that how that thing plays out. What about Miami? You know, they're pumping out on social media. I know there's not a connection between coaching staff and social media. They're they're, they're trying to prove that that Tua's got a cannon. He's throwing the ball downfield. What are reports of how that's working out? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. You know, I think there's an obsession with his arm strength, and people love to debate it. And there's it gets pretty fierce on social media. You know, can he? Can he? And Will they push the ball vertically? I don't necessarily think they have to. I think that it's a run after the catch system. Um, Tua's gonna. I think they'll help him out with some of his vision and size issues. I think they'll get him on the move with some of those, uh, you know, zone read, some of those boots that they do in that Shanahan system, uh, those stretch boots that they're kind of famous for. I think it's going to provide some clear sight lines for him. I think he's going to wear people out kind of underneath an intermediate. So. All this, all this off-season obsession over deep balls. I don't know that we're going to see, you know, kind of those traditional big-time deep balls in the system. Even with all that speed, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of horizontal football. Stud Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, let's let's get to the Chargers, a team that you cover. Um, they they seem to have shored up a lot of their needs. Right tackle was the question. Run stopping is the question. But there's a quiet confidence when you when you go to their camp, right? There's a quiet confidence of, like, we got a really good football team. Have you felt that as well? Yeah, I've been out there, you know, a handful of times, including just, just having left there, and there is. You know, I talked to Herbert today, and he feels really, really good, not just about the kind of the guys that I think the, you know, the average fan knows about. We're talking about Keenan Allen. I right, work to get DJ back in one second. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio as uh, he was just getting into his his Charger. Break. Is that what happens as soon as you talk Chargers that you automatically drop out? Right? Like if it was Rams, all of a sudden Ramos would be it'd be back. Uh, you were talking about Keenan Allen when, when we lost you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Doug. I, I don't know. I just lost you there. But the uh, everybody kind of knows about Keenan and Mike. But when you talk to Justin Herbert, like he's equally excited about Josh Palmer and he's pumped up about Gerald Everett, the tight end being able to work some in the middle of the field. And they've got Isaiah Spiller to add to the backfield. I mean, they've got a lot of depth. They've got one of the better offensive lines in football, which, you know, if you said that a couple years ago after they'd been trying to search for that, you know, quality offensive line, they they found it. And they got to figure out the right tackle thing, as you mentioned. But right guard to left tackle, I don't know that there's another offensive line I'd rather have than what they have. So there's a lot of pieces in place, and there's a lot of confidence uh, coming out of their camp. I know it's – it's sunshine and roses for everybody, Doug. 
but this isn't like this isn't forced. This is a this is a very very sure and confident group. It it, it sure does feel like it's a sure and and confident group. Um, Cowboys seem to have a little bit of the Tampa thing, right? Especially in the offense with the injuries. What's the level of concern there? Well, I mean, I I want to see the age of these linemen, and we're not going to know that till we get into the season. We're probably not going to know that till we get through the first quarter of the season. I want to see, you know, how Tyron Smith and, and Zach Martin hold up physically and how they're playing. If they can get those guys to kind of play up to their traditional level at this age, not easy to do, but if they could um, and kind of fill in around them, I think they'll be okay. I'm not as worried about some of the receiver losses as other people. Um, I, I think this offense can r- literally – Go through Ceedee Lamb. Let him let him beat DeAndre Hopkins and catch, you know, 120 balls. I, you know, I, I don't I don't think that's an issue with them throwing the football. I just want to make sure that offensive line stays healthy. Number one and plays much better. Number two. The Raiders are going to be interesting this year. Why are they playing J- J- uh, Josh Jacobs two series in in the in the Hall of Fame game? I don't know. I mean, other people do it differently. You know, I, I was talking to. Uh, some guys today who were talking to their friends in the league and said that you know one of their running back buddies said they do a live to the ground period every single day when they're in pads like literally good running backs tackle to the ground <laughs> just like that's some teams decide to you know to approach it differently i just in a, in a, with all the information we have now and knowing it's a 17 game season if you have value in a player at, at you know those key positions and they've proven themselves. It, uh, I mean, I hope they play because we got to call the games, Doug. But I, I couldn't justify it if I was uh, if, if I was coaching one of these teams. Nope, not even not even a not even a, a little bit. I, I've heard, um, I've talked to a couple people who said, you know, keep an eye on the Colts as being a team, just because it felt people felt like competent quarterback play away. Now, I don't know what Matt Ryan has left, but he is in the dome, and that division does not look great. Have you heard the same about the Colts? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty pretty, pretty consistent. Every, everybody that I've talked to that's made the tours has all come back and said Buffalo's the best team. That's the one thing they say. And the other thing they say is, you know what, the Colts uh, the Colts are going to be really, really good. And Matt Ryan does not turn the ball over. He, he makes the layups that they couldn't make previously. It's not going to be a real dynamic offense, but they're going to be efficient. They're going to play really good defense, and they're not going to beat themselves. So, they're kind of viewed as that kind of under the radar team in the AFC, but mm-hmm. you know it's crazy with you know Kansas City and all their success, Cincinnati coming off of a Super Bowl year, the Chargers and the Raiders loading up, um, you know everybody that's you know been to double digit training camps and people that I trust that actually know what they're looking at have all came back and said they thought Buffalo was the best team in the league. Who have they come back and said is the most disappointing? Uh, the Giants. And maybe not disappointing is the word. I the question the way I phrased it was who's the worst, who's the best team you've seen, who's yeah. the worst team you've seen. Yeah, well, I want to I want to make sure I, I was I was trying to be I was trying to be clever and cautious with with the word. It's now yeah. part of that is you know you got a totally new regime, right? But man, yeah. did they? You remember remember when they drafted Saquon Barkley? The big thing was. Well, shouldn't they take quarterback here? The Giants never draft in the top five, right? They'll never be in the top yeah. five, top ten again. And now look at them; they're just living in it. Yeah, and the problem is you got to evaluate your quarterback, and I just don't know who he's really throwing the ball to that's going to give him a fair evaluation. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough on Daniel Jones, and uh, 
that's a division with some pretty good defensive line play at all three of those teams. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a challenge for them. Daniel Jeremiah is our guest here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. And I was thinking of you uh, when I was reading about the Makai Becton story, right? Because yeah. Makai Becton's a guy who, obviously, you're close to guys in that front office. And when, when they drafted him, there was the buyer beware of, he's a giant man who ca- has carried a lot, a lot of weight. Now, he has two straight yeah. knee injuries on the same knee, and this year, obviously, the weight had to be at least some level of a fa- factor. Uh, look, I know you know this, but doesn't this reiterate? Yeah. Like, those scatter reports are there for a reason when you're drafting a guy. Yeah, and it's, you know, look, it's, it's uh, it, it, first of all, it, it just sucks and it's disappointing because when he was in shape and was on the field his rookie year, he was a dominant player. I mean, Baldy had a field day every week just doing XO cut-ups on social media, showing scrimmage because how dominant he was. But you were hopeful that you know some of the the weight issues he'd had in the past wouldn't wouldn't show up. And that first year, he uh, you know he kept his he showed up in great shape. He showed up at the combine in great shape. Got through that season in pretty good shape. And then last year gets hurt, gets out of shape, and then comes in this year and was kind of working to try and get back into shape and they never divulged the numbers, but you could tell he's carrying he's carrying extra weight and I'm I'm like you, Doug, I'm not a doctor and I, I feel terrible that he got hurt. But I also feel like, man, if you're carrying that much weight it just can't be good. It just can't be healthy for your for your legs, man. And uh, you'd have to think there's at least some connection between the weight and uh, and these unfortunate injuries. But it's a shame because he's talented man when he's out there and he's in shape, he's He's as good as it gets. Yeah, it's it, it's a it's a it's a bummer. Um, but again, you you talk about it now. I know they moved him to ri- the right side, but this has to affect the development of, of Zach Wilson as their quarterback. Yeah, but I, I would say, and I brought this. Me and Bucky talked about this the other day. You got Elijah Vera Tucker, who is a is a really talented lineman out of SC, played guard. Um, they've got him, and uh, and um, they had just signed Lakin Tomlinson, who's a really good player. So they're going to be firm up the middle, and you go talk to any you go talk to any uh, play caller, offensive coordinator, or even quarterback. They'll tell you, you know, if I got to have a hole somewhere, I'd rather have it at right tackle than in the interior. At least I can get away from that guy. So they can help him out with a tight end. They can help the right tackle out with a back. Um, but they should be pretty solid up the middle. Daniel Jeremiah joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Move the Sticks is the podcast. DJ, great stuff as always. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes 
that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You guys know what I like to be armed with, right? Army with harmony. That's really what it is. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. 
Uh, weird things happen in lots of sports, but they seem to happen more often in baseball, which leads us to the expression, which we've turned into a segment called. It's time for. That's baseball. You're going to love these guys are putting a lot of effort into. I love it. I love it. Brewers first baseman Rowdy Tellus did not start today's game against the Rays. But with the team down a run, the bottom of the ninth, Tellus went up as a pinch hitter, homer to tie the game. Then in the 10th, with the automatic runner starting at second base, Tellus fielded a grounder at first and threw the runner out trying to advance to third. A ground ball to the right side is almost always a sure advancement to third in baseball, especially in extras. But Tellus made the play. And the Brewers won the bottom of the 10th. How do you explain seeing something you've almost never seen before, right? Because the advancing the runner thing is just new? That's baseball. That's baseball. All right, then there's this. Shohei Otani, the reigning American League MVP, set another record last night. He had five strikeouts against the A's. He passed himself for most strikeouts thrown by a player to have at least 25 home runs. He had a home run last night's ball game as well. Only two people have ever done that. Otani and Otani. How do you explain a 100-year-old game that had Babe Ruth, that a guy who just doing now? That's baseball. That's baseball. Okay, and this is my favorite one. Maybe favorite one we've ever done. Pirates infielder Rodolfo Castro went from first to third in a single last night. It was a good hustle. It was the fourth inning against the Diamondbacks. As he was sliding, his cell phone popped out of his pocket. He didn't notice. Third baseman didn't notice. Umpire did. Castro picked it up and tried to give it to his base coach, who was visibly angry that there was a cell phone on the field. Ken Rosenthal reported today that MLB is looking into the policy, which they're not supposed to be allowed in the dugout or in games. How do you explain a guy using his cell phone, rounding the bases? That's baseball. That's baseball. Um, I thought I thought you guys might, some people might have missed this. It was really good. Last night we had, yesterday we had Cooper Cup on with us. And he sat down with us at the, at the end of our broadcast. And I, we, we ta- I thought this was really good. This was um, an exchange we had about game-winning plays in the Super Bowl win. Take a listen. How has your life changed? What do you say to yourself? Like in, you know, you're lining up, you're reading coverage, you know what you're supposed to do. Are, do, you, are, do you have a, a word? Do you have something you say to yourself? Because, like, you know, so many wide receivers, we always... We tell kids, you know, catch the ball first, right? Don't worry about it. Do you have anything that you are trigger words to yourself or thoughts to yourself when when you're about to catch football? You know, I I don't think so. I think it's really being in a very very calm mind and just try to be in that moment. Um, You know, take it for what it is, just like it would be out here at practice lining up. It's just, you know, seeing the coverage, having a plan for how I want to go about my route, knowing where I want to end up at the end of this thing, kind of getting a feel for where I think the ball might end up or where Matthews, where the, where the spots in the defense are that he might be looking at. And, uh, you know, it's really just being in, the, in, the, in that moment, having a, a state of mind that allows me just to be in that, in that place of being able to adapt and move. How do you do that, though? I, I mean, I, that sounds really easy sitting here. Super Bowl, 
90,000 people, 150 million watching worldwide. Everybody knows the ball is coming to you. How do you maintain kind of that state? I think it's a preparation in your process. Um, when you prepare the right way, when you've done everything you can, when I, when I step onto the field, my work's been done. I, I've prepared and allowed myself to be in that place where I can be completely confident and at peace with all the work that I've done to get there. And whatever happens after that, I can be good. I can be good with myself and know that I've done everything I can to put myself in a, in a place where I can be successful. And uh, you know, this is football. You're playing against some incredibly talented athletes and great coaches. There's things that aren't going to go your way, and you have to be okay with that. And, and as long as I can look back at it and say I've you know my process was right my preparation and everything I put into it was there and I enjoyed that process so much it's not about the end result at the end of that day then it's about being about that and enjoying that time when I finally do get to that place to be able to go make those plays it's just you know trusting your preparation trusting that process and allowing yourself to be free in those moments it sounds very very healthy I don't think most people are that healthy Jay Stu when you heard that what'd you think um, I, I just, in general, I think that the kid was extremely humble and relatable and down to earth. And I can't believe, um, he could be so calm and cool and collective in those moments. Um, unless you sit down with the kid and you actually believe it. You're like, wow, nothing kind of phases this guy. He seems like the real deal, you know? Uh, agreed. What'd you think, Dan Byer, when you heard it? Uh, just, he's he's such a good interview. Um, yeah, just really, really, really. One of those um, too good to be trues, right? Like you're like, come on. Well, you know, you even started the interview and you were like joking about that, you know, the video of the breakdown stuff. And he's like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. And he didn't do that. But yet he still gives you thoughtful answers, and which a lot of guys don't do. I could completely agree. Yeah, so many guys don't give you anything, and yet he gives you exactly what you, exactly what you you wanted. Yeah, that's that's a, it's a great point. Um, Ramos sitting there just smiling because like now nah, we got this great dude, great wide receiver, and and he's awesome. Well, I uh, can I just say that I the one part that I thought about what he talked to you, which was when you talked about the fact that a lot of wide receivers aren't like you. They don't. They don't have the same, t- you know, they're always looking to do this and that, and you're kind of like subdued. And then what he said to you was, well, I think that's a bad rap of what wide receivers get. There are a lot of wide receivers that are like me, but they just don't, you know, we just don't see them. It's because he's on, you know, he's like one of the best players on the team in football. He kind of stands out more than those other guys who don't ask for more money, but still play a really high, you know, part of their game. Name them. I don't know. He didn't name him either, to be honest with you. But that was what his point was. He seemed to feel I, like there are other guys that that are like him that that don't ask for a lot, but we don't we don't recognize them as much. No, I would so. I would generally agree that it is a it, it, but but the cliche wide receiver, give me the ball, show me the money. Unfortunately, that's become cliche because on some level it's true. Right? It stands out a lot more. Yes. Well, I mean, and they've all, they've, so many of them gotten paid. Whereas like his response, even when he got paid was like, you know, it was like, I need to break the bank. I need to reset the market. Just, you know, <laughs> thank Thank you for giving me a raise. I'm good. Which you do wish more could be like that. It also makes you go like, wait, is this guy for real? Cause he sure seems too good to be true. He just does. He just seems so balanced and so calm. And yet, you know, there's been there's been enough times in which people have clearly thought others are better than him even now like he didn't really you never see him getting into the 
the you know Devontae Adams on the best wide receiver in the league and and he doesn't doesn't none of that seems to affect him. He just kind of does his deal and goes home and then comes back and does it again the next day. Those those type of people that are that balanced a little bit annoying. Let's just be honest, a little bit annoying. <laughs> we had this exchange about how his life has changed since the Super Bowl win. How has your life changed considering Look, it hadn't always been easy for you, right? Like, you wouldn't have gone to Eastern, you know, if things were easy for you. You're still a third-round pick despite the fact you killed it when you are in college. And you've had to earn every bit of the respect that you've gained to get to the absolute mountaintop to win the Super Bowl and be as big, if not, you know, the biggest part of winning the Super Bowl. What, what, what has changed in your life and How your was perspective terror- since terror- the big game? Um, I don't know. I, I mean... Really, after the after the game, things kind of go back. It just goes back to life. You know, I've got two kids at home. They don't know what what you just did. You know, they don't know what the Super Bowl means or anything like that. They they know I'm dad. And um, you know, I'm so two days after the Super Bowl, I'm back to changing diapers, waking up with the boys, and um, you know, enjoying being around my family. You know, things don't change just because you accomplish something like that. You know, I try to stay to my roots, stay stay rooted in who I am, and um, you know, get back to work and, and be able to go pursue something great again. Yeah, but you're you're a wide receiver. Okay? You're supposed to, even you though you got the contract extension, you're supposed to want more. You're supposed to be flamboyant. I, I mean, it, you're, you're like the opposite of what is perceived to be the typical wide receiver. You realize that, right? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of guys, though. I mean, you, you put that on. You, I get. I know I get that put on me a lot, but yeah. um, I think I look around the league right now. I mean, there's a lot of guys that go about their business the right way. You know, I, I think that the, the old stigma of what, you know, some receivers have been, I don't think that really – sticks anymore i mean look at the guys around the league that have just been you know team guys and about this hmm. um yeah look i i do think there are some but i don't think that it's the 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 gross majority of them right i don't know it was that was that was a fun day to be around the camp because less's contract wasn't it was announced shortly thereafter he was a great in-depth kind of serious football interview and then you have the guy who's the Super Bowl MVP kind enough to spend some time with you when easily could have dusted us off. And and then the fact that and, and here was the other the other good part was and Ramos knows this was, you know, he got there and we're in break and it's like, man, some of these guys are like, come on, come on, I gotta go, I gotta go, you know? And he we just sat there, we talked football for a while, uh uh before we got on air, and then obviously talked after air. He could not have been more kind with his time. So I don't know. It's like one of those you want to dislike the team and the guy if it's not your team, and then you're like, God, I love this guy's awesome. All these guys are so nice and cool and reasonable. Yeesh, what's going on here, Doug? I got to uh, make up for myself uh, just in, in the update. <laughs> get get lost in what was happening with Major League Baseball, and that's baseball. But uh, Deshaun Watson is expected to start for the Browns on Friday against the Jacksonville Jaguars in their preseason opener. Um, that is barring any change to his status between now and then, but the Browns are going to have Deshaun Watson start that game against the Jaguars. What do we think about that decision? Uh, I, <laughs> I, um, I'm surprised. I did not think that he would play, especially when starters are not playing. Um, it was pointed out to me, well, he hasn't played in all of a year. Well, you could also wait till next week to do it or – the week after, but I'm uh, I'm surprised. What do you think, Jason? I think it's a a privilege to be able to to play a sport for a living, and I think it would be a bad look 
for the NFL if the person that they're about to take away that sport for the next year is just actively running around on a field playing on TV. Um, I think that. So something's going to happen before Friday. Because, Dan, it, I, correct me if I'm wrong. If 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 uh, the NFL comes back after this appeal and it is going to be a year uh, suspension, he can't play in the preseason games at all, right? If he was indefinitely suspended, he cannot he would not be able to play. He would need Roger Goodell's approval to come back and play and be a part of the team. If he was suspended 12 games or the six games, he can play in any preseason games as he wants, but once the regular season effectively starts, he is not allowed to be with the team. Um, yeah, this one, here's the thing. I think you can easily say for football reasons we want him to play. I also think here's the deal if you're going to play then you got to answer some questions you can't do the hey i can't talk about that right now hey, like that's not right i mean again you don't have to go into a full you know q a over everything that took place but you got to expect that there's going to be some people that ask questions afterwards and you have to be fair and give them a a, a reasonable time to answer it right like, if you're going to do the deal, you got to do the deal. You got to face the music, you got to face the music. You know, what are your expectations about, about the hearing? You know, I, but whatever it is, I do think that there's, I, do I, do I want, do I think he shouldn't play? Like, it does feel a little, I mean, look, it feels like the, the Browns are clearly all in on him regardless. And I also understand from his perspective, like, look, I said I didn't do anything I thought wrong. I'm going to stand by that. And I'm going to show up to work unless they tell me I can't work. So I, I actually understand his perspective and why they're playing him. But what I what I know is going to happen if he does play is the part that doesn't really sit well with me, which is the, hey, we're not going to answer any questions. You know, we'll leave that up to the lawyers or whatever. We're just here to get some 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 training camp work in. That, that part's the one that I don't love. Don't like it. All right. Appreciate the update there, Dan. Coming up next, um, we're going to – I want to do this. um, I want to pay off on something that we were supposed to do yesterday. It's called Name That Quarterback. It's next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., 
and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cotto Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Normally we do the press, but we, we like to do this at, when we do the training camps. And we didn't get a chance yesterday because Cooper Cup interrupted us. And Super Bowl MVP. You just show up whenever you want, Cooper Cup. Actually, you can literally show up anytime he wants and we'll have him on. Um, so we thought we'd do name that quarterback. The press. Ah, it's the bidding war. 
between John Ramos and Doug Gottlieb. Hmm. Let's go. All right. Let's let's do this. All right, Doug. Let's do this. Uh, by the way, for those wondering about my Twitter account, still hacked. So at Dan Byer on Fox, still unavailable Byer. to me um, as we are approaching almost the two week mark. So if you want to tweet at Twitter supports and tell them tell them that I'm hacked, uh, be uh, greatly appreciated. Roger that. All right, we are going to start the bidding for the first of three questions. At one point, and the bidding will begin at six notes. John Ramos, you start. Can you name that quarterback? In six notes, you start the bidding. I'll take six. Mm, I'll take four. You know, last week I pushed a lot of stuff off. I think I'm going to take a little bit of a different route. I'll take three. All right, let's go. All right, this person was the NFL Offensive Rookie Player of the Year in 2016. Played collegiate football at Mississippi State and was the MVP of the 2015 Belk Bowl. This quarterback played at Mississippi State, was the MVP of the Belk Bowl in 2015, and then the next year named the NFL's Offensive Rookie uh, of the Year. The person I remember from Mississippi State, I think, is Eli Manning, right? That's that old Miss, right? Is that yeah, Mississippi that's State? Miss. Yeah. yeah, same thing. Just asking. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> they are not the same. Oh, thing. they are not. Okay, no, no, no my bad. No, no. Okay, my bad. They're my bad. Ultimate Star- rivals. Sarcasm. I mean, yes. my bad. Inexcusable. <laughs> yeah. John's been banned. The fact that the fact that this has taken this long. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I I don't I don't know. To be honest with you, uh, Doug, can you want to tell him who it is? Steal? Yeah. Okay, Dak Prescott. That is correct. It is Dak Prescott. Okay. Uh, where's number four? Would that have helped, John, if I would have yes, said Yes, if you said war number four, I'd say Dak Prescott. I was named the two Pro Bowls, signed really? a four-year deal worth $160 million with $126 million guaranteed in March of 2021. All right, Doug, next quarterback for two points. We'll start the bidding at six notes. I can do it in three. Wow. Okay. Take name that quarterback. All right. He led all of FBS in touchdown passes in 2017. Is currently second on his team's depth chart, and he is on his second team as a professional. Wow. That was that one. I was not expecting. Uh, okay. Wait. So he's on his FBS in 2017. Yep. Led all of FBS in touchdown passes in 2017. He's on his second team as a professional and is currently second on his team's depth chart, according to his head coach. Um, well, 2017 was Baker Mayfield and Mason. Wait, what? Tell me, tell me the first one. Led all of FBS football yeah. bowl subdivision in uh-huh. touchdown passes in 2017. And he's it's got to be Baker Mayfield. Nope. It was Drew Locke. Wow. Drew Locke, oh. yes, at Missouri, led the country in touchdown passes on his second team, second on the depth chart. Uh, was a second-round pick in 2019, tied for the league leading interceptions in 2020 with 15, despite playing in 13 Jeez. games. The other the other note, uh, tied John Elway for the team record for wins. Well, we've got 30 seconds. Final one, okay. John Ramos, yep. six notes. Yes. Okay, six. Now three. Two. Oh, yeah, by all means, go He was it. the first overall pick of the 1993 draft and wore number 11 with all three teams he played for. For the uh, win, John. Dante Culpepper. Is it Dante Culpepper? No, it is oh. not. It is Drew, Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe oh. it was. 
Doug Gottlieb, a winner in Name That Quarter. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. It's close. It's close. I thought I was going to lose to John. I just can't. <laughs> we couldn't get Dak Prescott, and he tried to have uh, Eli Manning play at Mississippi State. Eli Manning played at Mississippi State. That's the one. That's the one. We tease. We tease. We, we, we kid. We kid because we care. All right. Um, Tomorrow we got football, right? Don't we have games tomorrow night? Yes, like we Thursday do. Night football, we do. All right, so we'll get ready for that. I'm sure we'll have something fun, baseball, and I don't think Katie's getting traded before then, but you never know. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.